all of this comes from so much of my own failure. Yeah. All this thinking, all the everything I've told you is born out of failure. I kid, there, if you said, give me one story about failure, it would take me a moment. I'd have to take a moment to say, well, okay, where do I start? Which, like, you know, because I got a few, I got a few really good ones. Welcome back to Flirting with Failure. My name is Addison Brown. I think that everyone has a story of sensation, but that the best stories don't exist without complete and utter screw-ups. Today, I'm talking with Mighty Mike McGee. Hello. Hi, Mike. How are you tonight? I am. I'm fantastic. I am refreshed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastically refreshed. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Life my gosh. is good. In a weird what? way. Yeah. In a, in a I... strange, can't touch anyone. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm poor. Hey, look, everyone. Life is weird and <laughs> kind of falling apart. Man, life is good. You know, it's in that sort of way. You know, that's the title of the 2020 episode of, of Big oh, yeah. Brother, but like for everybody. For everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to hear when people are are doing well right now. I hate to be, I, I, I'm not a, oh my gosh, COVID is a blessing in disguise person because I've heard people say mm-hmm. that and it, it makes me furious. Sure. But there's a difference between, you know, it being a blessing in disguise and you as a person just making the best of it and finding yeah. little pockets of, of fun and joy and art mm-hmm. and whatever makes you happy in, in these times. And uh, a... a, a, a you know, some, uh, some opportunities have come up because of COVID that would not have come up if it hadn't been for COVID. And I, I don't see it as a, I don't see COVID as a blessing in disguise by any means, mm-hmm. uh, because a blessing means that, um, while you weren't, no, well, you didn't want the thing to happen that did happen. You're in, in the end, the results were fine. And you were glad that the thing happened to me. That's what a blessing in disguise is. Whereas mm-hmm. this is more like, Ooh, uh, if you, if you sit, if you sit still for a little bit, maybe a year and a half, um, maybe longer, if you just sit still and do the things you were doing that will pay the rent and pay the bills um, and not hug anyone you care about <laughs> or make new friends in person, then, uh, then things will be okay. And it's like, it's a huge trade-off, huge, massive trade-off. And there are foods I haven't eaten because I can't get to them, you know? <laughs> That that's the so worst sad. part of all <laughs> the worst part of all get mike his food <laughs> i need yeah like i need more food Jeez. no oh, no my no gosh your specific no. foods that you love i know i know i know but i mean <laughs> but i also don't need them either you know like yeah. i don't need them yeah i just want them I, me too oh my goodness so um i i know for, for the for the listeners at home um, I know you, Mike, um, because I met you um, because you were hosting poetry open mics in San Jose, California, where I was mm-hmm. living after I graduated before I moved to Chicago. And I just got to say, you helped make my time there so much more meaningful <laughs> and enjoyable. And um, and I love you for that. <laughs> I, I appreciate um, that. I do. Yeah. And you became the poet laureate of San Jose, correct? Uh, Santa Clara County. So yeah, San Jose and the surrounding cities. Um, Okay. uh, From 2018 and 2019. 
It's a two-year term. And, that is uh, one of the coolest things that I get to talk to a poet laureate. <laughs> Seriously, like I like yeah. when I asked you to do this, I I I had forgotten about that fact, and then I remembered it, and I was like, "That's even cooler." <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's other even better. things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that like? What do you what do you like? What are the responsibilities of a poet laureate? It's like being the mayor of Poetry Town, right? <laughs> sort of a, a fake title for a fake place, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it, it's a title. It's it, That's really what it comes down to is that it's it's a title. It's an honorific, as they say. Um, it's it's um, it's the, the wreath of laurel placed on the head of a Roman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's saying, in your field, you are the person we want to honor for this period of time. Um, that's what a laureate is. A mm-hmm. poet laureate is is somebody who is sort of looked to by whatever jurisdiction, county, city, what have you, the country. The current U.S. poet laureate is Joy Harjo, who is the very first um, first indigenous uh, poet laureate of, of the United States. Wow. Um, fantastic work, incredible work. The poet laureate prior to Joy Harjo was Tracy K. Smith, and she was uh, she's a just a fantastic, incredible uh, woman of color uh, who who wrote, who writes uh, just incredible work, and is only a few years older than me. Uh, so it's nice to know that I'm in that I'm in that <laughs> that zone of of mm-hmm. uh, oh, you've reached the age of where we treat you like a poet now. Finally, <laughs> um, you're like what 25, 26, like me? Yeah, yeah, just going on <laughs> going on eighty two. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you when you're like when something falls on the ground or rolls under my bed and I realize I have to get down on my knees and like go to get it, I'm like, well, I'm going down, folks. I may not, I may never see you again. <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting back up, you know. Um, no, I'm I'm 44. I'll be 45 in January. Uh, Capricorn, Capricorn. Hey-o. Um, and uh. Yeah, being poet laureate is like um, it really is kind of like being the mayor, like an honorary mayor. It's kind of like like the mayor of Hollywood is like hardly a mayor, you know. Um, sure, sure, that's, sure. That's kind of how I see being the poet laureate. It's 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 sort of like sort of like you, I'm representing everyone who really likes words, you know. And I just see it as sort of a being a beacon and a bullhorn for poetry. Uh, for for well, I mean, I'm gonna do that as long as I live. That's yes. how I see it. Like I plan on being a beacon and a bullhorn for poetry as long as I possibly can. Um, I love talking. I love meeting people. I love, you know, I love engaging, but the beauty of, of a laureate ship is sort of like, you can kind of do, you can be any type of person. Maybe you're just sort of a page poet and you just write poems and mm-hmm. you go to the occasional reading or you're like me and you put on, you know, 52 shows a year of just poetry <laughs> plus comedy variety shows plus, you know, so I, I like I, I like to think of myself as sort of the class clown of poet laureate, poets laureate. You pluralize the the first word and not the laureate poets part. laureates. Yeah. Okay. Poets laureates, like attorneys general, you know. Which I actually didn't um, know that was a thing. So yeah. the next time I talk to a poet laureate, I will not embarrass myself. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always, always, uh, whatever the whatever the person is is what you uh, is what you uh, pluralize. Mm-hmm. So Got if it. a person is if they're an attorney, then they would be attorneys general. Uh-huh. Uh, if they're a poet, they'd be, they'd be poets laureate. Um, uh, that's a fun one. I don't know why. 
I don't know. It's you just, love words. That's why. I do. I do. <laughs> Hence, uh, Scrabble tiles tattooed on my wrists. Oh, I wish I could yeah. show a visual. Maybe I'll have you send a picture and I'll post it on the Instagram. I could, <laughs> I could definitely do that. All people need to know is that it's the, the on my right hand, on my right wrist is the letter M mm-hmm. and letter H Scrabble tile. And those are to commemorate my friend Melissa Hagerty, who passed away in 2011. She was one of my best friends. Uh, third woman I ever kissed, um, oh. and um, she was um, she became one of my absolute best friends ever. Uh, the I feel like the whole time I knew her, she was in school because she became a doctor, mm-hmm. um, and I met her the day she graduated high school, and um, she passed away when she was thirty three years old. So about fifteen years, she was a dear dear friend of mine. Went to damn near every event she could of mine. And was just a super supporter. When her parents cleared out her house, they found 500 books of poetry that she had bought over the years from various poets, just from just because she loved poetry and spoken word. And she, so she supported all of my peers buying their stuff over the years. And yeah, yeah, she was a really awesome person. And so I put her initials on my wrists because she was also like my favorite Scrabble opponent, mm-hmm. and she kicked my ass all the time because she was studying to be a doctor. So she knew bigger words than I did. Bigger and science good, words. Yeah. Big old yeah. science words. Uh-huh. Those science. are, and those are scary words yeah. for someone yeah. who oh. does not know the science. <laughs> yeah. Here's a 12 letter word for another way of saying sweat, you know, like, yeah. Damn you. <laughs> you know, and uh, the last game we played, she beat me by 250 points. Oh my God. That's pretty huge in Scrabble, especially when you're as good as I am. Like I'm a good player. I I believe you. you Yeah. Well, she sounds like an amazing person, an amazing friend. She really really uh, was. I love that too. So now she hugs. So she hugs people with me uh, when I hug them. And that's why I put them on my wrist. Cause I I was like, Oh, now you're wrapped. You're wrapped by the spirit of me and Melissa. And Melissa. That's so fucking beautiful Mike <laughs> oh wow all her fault it's it is all, all her, her fault. fault hey at least she probably was that has to be like a world record for Scrabble right to no, like no, to no, beat no, you by no. 250 points no by by no means I've yeah. I've beat others by that much in the past okay uh, but, but the fact that it was the last game and it was probably the best game she ever played against me and we played hundreds of games so it was, it was kind of like, all right, well, I'm out. So here's, yeah. so let me kick your ass one more time before I go, you know? Um, yeah. So, and it is, oh, so to this day, uh, you're not allowed to use proper, proper nouns, but I have a, a rule on my, on my board. If we're playing with my board, um, if you can spell Melissa, which is a seven letter word, which is a bingo. Mm-hmm. If you can spell Melissa, you automatically get 250 points for spelling oh. Melissa. Yeah. My Nobody's God. done it yet. Nobody's done it yet. And you can't do that online because you can't because Melissa's not wouldn't be considered a wouldn't be considered. A but in Mighty word. Mike's house. But in my house. You can spell you can, Melissa. You can spell Melissa. And oh. I, I, I I would appreciate it if you did. <laughs> I'd actually really prefer that everyone did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope they do. I want you to win. Because then That's... Melissa wins and then we all win. And yeah. then we all win. I think that we, you know, there are people in our lives that we should co- sort of commemorate in that way, you know, and, and, and bring them into, bring them into your, your living life, yeah. your day-to-day life in, in some way, you know, there's so many, I, I mean, I've lost so many people, um, but by, 
but by knowing words and, and sort of understanding how to communicate, I feel like I can sort of bring them into, just give yeah. them a little breath each day, you know? You know, it's funny, you, I mean, obviously are a poet. Um, and many things that you do are also poetic. It's interesting <laughs> to think about poetic people that aren't necessarily always just constantly writing words on sure. paper in certain ways and orders and, and forms, but uh, just acts of acts of poetry that are things right. you do as a human. And I right. feel like your your commemoration of your friend Melissa is very poetic. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think she would love the shit out of that, right? Oh yes, oh, <laughs> she would have. She definitely would have gotten a kick out of it. Um, yeah, yeah, Good. for sure. I don't know. I for me, it's like, it's like, especially as I get older, I get really, really sick of just sort of idle chit chat. And so yeah. I feel like if I can throw something poetic into the mix, and if I can be a little bit more beautiful in how I speak. I want to, I really want that. I want that for myself. I want that for the world. I want that for the, just for the conversation I'm having with somebody, you know, it's like fucking, let's be fucking gorgeous. God, you know, like what's stopping us from adding a little bit, a little bit of beauty in the things we're saying, even if it's like, yes, please. I'd like that grape Philly blunt wrap over there. Yes. That one. <laughs> yes, please. You know? And while you're at it, I'd like you to denote that your eyebrows conjure the spirit of two caterpillars falling madly in love with each other in a way that <laughs> says, why, why, why can we not, why can we not metamorphosize together into one beautiful being, a butterfly, double the size, double the size. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, what I wouldn't give to be, uh, to be your cashier at whatever gas station you buy grape Philly blunt wraps from. <laughs> right, right. I've actually never bought a Philly. Now I feel like I have to tonight. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven. Yeah. And, and get myself a Philly blunt wrap and just look at it because I don't know what to do with it. So yeah. And my and, neighbors well, I mean, do though. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure there are some people around you that can help you figure oh, yeah. out what to do with a blunt oh, yeah. wrap. <laughs> yeah. And whatever you do, you have to compare some sort, uh, some part of the facial feature of the, the clerk to a caterpillar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will. Probably their lips. Probably. 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 Their mustache. Um, who knows? Who knows? So I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I know this about you, but how long, when did you start? When did you start doing words? So, oh gosh. Uh, I, I wrote short stories as a kid when I was, mm -hmm. I think I started when I was five. I started okay. writing short stories. Um, and then that sort of, developed into uh, rap lyrics. I started writing rap mm -hmm. lyrics and one act plays around the same time, about eighth grade. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed writing um, a sketch comedy stuff um, through high school into community college. I wrote a lot, I, I continued writing one acts. Then I started writing screenplays. I slowed down on writing rap lyrics um, through the nineties into the probably late nineties, early two thousands. And then I just kind of stopped writing lyrics altogether and really just started focusing on poetry. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in a couple of bands and I, I left those bands to focus on performance poetry, uh, wow. and taking, getting on stage, doing either stand-up comedy or, uh, or poetry. Cause I, 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 to me, they're one in the same. It just depends on what the name of the show is. If it's, if the word poetry is in the show, then I know that I don't have to make them laugh. 
And if the word comedy is in the show, I'm not allowed to make them think. So, <laughs> so I don't. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I've always appreciated folks like um, comedians like Bill Hicks, you know, the, yeah. the the standard list of like the legends, the George Carlin's, yeah. the Richard Pryor's, the, mm-hmm. because I've always thought of them as sort of stand-up poets, you know, because they, what they said was true and real and hilarious. And I think yeah. that, I think Dave Chappelle has that now. I think, um, I think he's a bit of a stand-up poet. He's really like, he's like, don't just laugh, think too. Think, think yeah. And, think and, and think a lot, you know, use your noggin. And so I think that for me, I've, I've sort of tried to hover more in the poetry realm with that sort of mentality of like, I'm going to be funny, but I'm going to do it through poetry and I'm going to do mm-hmm. it through with, with beauty and humor, you know? Yeah. Which I like to call Bumer. No, I've never, I've never said that. Out <laughs> no, loud you before, famously ever. say that all the time. All Stop the covering time. it up. Two, two or three times a day. Mighty Mike Bumer McGee is what they call you. That's what they call me. (laughs) My beautiful humor. It's better than beautiful, right? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) Actually, actually, beautiful beautiful is kind of cool. I can work with that. They're good. They're They're good. They're good. (laughs) That's cool, though. I like that. uh, It's fun when you, you know that someone's experimented with many many forms of writing but and, mm-hmm. and and one is their favorite and that's why they do yeah. it so much i mean any any writing teacher any book you read on writing tells you try everything and oh yeah it's really hard to try everything because <laughs> it really you is. get attached to one and you're like is this the one i'm supposed to be doing right and you keep doing it and it's yeah but it's it's so nice when someone lands when someone lands on the one and they it's, just do it so great. well and all the time yeah and um yeah, that's awesome. I think, yeah, for me, uh, I think poetry, I think for a little while there, there was a period of time where I had friends who were very heavily involved in, in poetry, especially performance poetry. And they kind of like, I think they felt bad for me because I wasn't doing very well in it uh, initially. And so, yeah. you know, they would say, oh, maybe you should just like go back to stand-up comedy. Maybe you should just stick with stand-up comedy. And I thought, well, I don't want to be known as a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. i want to be able to produce things it's like with stand-up comedy um i can be funny but it has to be me that's doing the funny right it's it's yeah. if i if i say oh my gosh oh addy oh my gosh check this out uh here let me show you this video of john mulaney uh, john mulaney bit or let me show you this this footage of you know uh, somebody doing yeah stand-up. And because I can't just tell it to you, it's not the same. You need to see the performer do it. Whereas mm-hmm. if I write poetry, uh, I can hand you the poem and you can read it to someone else. You, you, all you need is the work. You don't need the, the, the person who made that work. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's the difference to me between poetry and comedy is that one, both can live on stage by the performer who created it. Um, but only one can really live on page and sort of be disseminated throughout, you know, kingdom come, you know, yeah. um, on its own. The, the work can stand on its own. Say what you will about any poet who's now dead, uh, but their work is still alive. Whereas if you watch like old footage of Lenny Bruce, even George Carlin, even Richard Pryor, it gets dated. It doesn't sound as, uh, it doesn't sound as urgent. 
you know, mm-hmm. as, as, as whatever's happening now does. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of boring poetry out there. Plenty of boring. I know. Poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. I, feel bad for, I feel bad for anyone who went to college, you know, yeah. who had to go through any sort of creative writing class. Cause yeah. you definitely sat through some boring ass poetry. Uh, I did it voluntarily. Um, it was. <laughs> yeah. I did not go to school. Uh, I, oh. I, I finished high school, went to community college for like, you know, a, a, a semester of theater and like a semester of <laughs> photography. And then I was done. I was like, cool. all right, I got everything I need to be a huge success, everyone. <laughs> see you on the other side, boys. See you, see you at the Academy Awards. <laughs> I will say my poetry professor in college was dope as hell. Sure. And she made us our own textbook of just hand-picked oh. poems for each like unit we went through. Yeah. Her name is Rena Shirali. I have to name drop her. She has a book Rena out. She's Shirali. A, she's amazing. Um, and How do you I still, spell Shirali? S-H-I-R-A-L-I. I am fairly okay. confident. I still, I just whip out that book. I've actually got, I, I cut out my favorite poem from that book and it's on the wall right in front of me. And I read that like textbook, quote unquote, yeah. all the time because it's That's such awesome. a good yeah. hand-picked collection of poems. It's not just a, yeah. a book that a professor gave you. It's like somebody made yeah. this for you, you know? And one of the things I love about that sort of thing is that like, as a poet, the chances of me picking up an anthology of any sort, as long as they're contemporaries, as long as they're people who are still alive, uh-huh. chances are I know someone in that book and I know something about them, you know? And that it's, poetry is this real living thing. Even when the person is gone, it's still a, it's still a capsule of a moment in their time in their life on this planet and that's one of the things i love about poetry that shit is Um, beautiful it really is it really is (laughs) i need i needed this as someone who is and i I know i'm not alone in this i'm definitely not the only person going through this right now but as someone who you know i had my i have my foot i have my foot in the door in chicago comedy um i've done poetry Mm -hmm. i want to be a writer also and i obviously can't figure anything of this out right now because I can't get on sure. stage and do anything. This conversation is very refreshing. Like when you were talking about um, uh, com- difference of comedy and poetry, like I was having a little bit of a brain explosion there. Cause I was like, that is a good point. You know, I can write my words on a page and hand them out and I don't have to be there, mm-hmm. but for comedy, you got to be there. And that's something I've never thought about before. <laughs> yeah. So you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're helping fuel my, I'm, my career identity crisis, but, <laughs> but in a good way, Yeah, yeah I need yeah. to think about it to figure it out. You know? No, I know. I know. And now <laughs> it's, I, I definitely feel for anyone in their, in their twenties, especially people who are sort of on a trajectory, yeah. uh, who's, who's just got cut short, you know, it's like ground control to major mom, you know, yeah. um, uh, where now, where do I go? You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, well, go to your apartment and, <laughs> First and, and write <laughs> and go stay to your there. apartment and write, pay your bills <laughs> if you yeah. can. Um, if you can, um, I think there are going to be a lot of folks who are, you know, who are going to be dealing with small claims court, uh, in, in <laughs> the next two or three years. Um, uh, yeah. and, um, and that's just, and which is, which sucks. Uh, but, um, you know, it, 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 if you can focus on your creativity, um, do so, do it and don't worry so much about, how far you're getting in your career right now. Cause we're in such a strange time. Yeah. That really, like, like I think a lot of people feel, especially now eight months in nine months in a lot of people are starting to feel this sort of like 
well, now I'm failing. Now I'm just failing at the things I was trying to do. I'm failing at it. It's like, no, everything's on pause. And I can't think of a time other than maybe World War II where a lot of things just went on pause. Yeah. You know? And, you know, no, no one was trying to, no one, no sane person, no caring, compassionate person was trying to become some rich, career-minded weirdo, you know, yeah. and focus too hard on making a name for themselves. Now isn't exactly the time to be doing that. Now is a great opportunity to say, I'm a creative person, but what is, what is, the, what is my priority when it comes to being a creative person? You know, yes, I want people to know the work that I do. Um, and I'm going to, the key right now is to survive. And for a lot of creative folks, you can't survive without being creative. Uh, it's just not feasible. It just doesn't make any sense. You wake up and it's like, oh, I got to do something. I got to create, I got to generate something, whether it's a joke, whether it's, it's what have you. Um, Addie, it's okay to be a Renaissance person. It's okay to say, <laughs> I'm going to wear nine hats every day. And those hats are going to be interchangeable. I'm going to switch out four of those hats every day, you know, and I'm going to today, I'm going to really focus on like getting my podcast out there, doing what I'm doing as a podcaster. And then tomorrow, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm, re I'm really going to start working on this screenplay. I'm going to get this screenplay going and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to learn everything I can about writing a screenplay, you know, and I'm going to see if that sticks. I'm going to go ahead and see if that sticks because now is a great opportunity for people to try the things that they've never, that they, that they're like, Oh, well, I'm going to set this off on the wayside. I'm going to put this over here. Like I, I have an interest in it, but I don't have time for it. Well, you might have time now. And so now's a great opportunity to say, I, I, I so what I've, what I've done is I have a calendar on my wall right in front uh -huh. of me. And then directly in front of me is a whiteboard, a large whiteboard. And it's right now, it's mostly blank. It's just, I have reminders, like you have to get this done and this done. But other than that, um, it's usually like, okay, on this side I, uh, is a list of people I need to call. And then on the left side is, is my to-do list that I try to write the night before. And I say, tomorrow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to achieve this, this, and this. You know? And I give myself a few things that I absolutely have to get done mm -hmm. you know, because I want to. You know? and, and not just because I need to, but because I want to. And two out of those three or four things have to be creative. They have to be. Um, because it's so easy to just sort of lose yourself in the solitude. You know, it's so easy to lose sort of your direction and what it is that you're trying to achieve. And so now is the time to be creative because there's going to be a point where we're not stuck indoors anymore. There's going to be a point where we get to go out there into the world. And how great will it be to say, you know, I stopped eating carbs during <laughs> coronavirus and I feel great, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and it's, I know it's hard to make the best out of a really shitty situation. Uh, but it's, it's at this point, it's imperative that you do what appeals to you, not what you think others expect of you, but what you expect of yourself, you know, and it's okay to internalize a little bit. It's okay to say, I'm, I'm going to focus on what I need and what I want right now, you know, and I'm going to help others. I'm going to give $30 to a, you know, a, a, a fundraiser, charity, mm -hmm. what have you, because I can afford it this week, you know. 
Um, so I don't know. I just rambled for a very long period of time. No, I- you know, you have already given me so much to think about. And it's, it's funny because, <clears throat> I mean, there's no, there's no set thing that I want to talk about uh, necessarily with people on this podcast. And, you know, normally I ask my guests about, uh, you know, personal stories of times that they've failed. But what this conversation has turned into is this kind of, you've given me and all my listeners, uh, it feels like a, a masterclass in feeling <laughs> like you're not a failure in quarantine. And it's funny. Well, it's not funny. I it's it's hard not to feel that way sometimes. Um, not only for creatives, but for anyone whose job or passion is put on hold in 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 many ways. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about someone like a dancer who maybe doesn't have an in home studio who's struggling right now, I get I get yeah. sad for that person. And you know, I I feel lucky that I can sit at my desk and write because that's what I want to do. And do I do it every day? No. Should I? Yes. And, yeah. but the days I do, I, I'm really proud of myself mm-hmm. and it's, it's been, it's been the little, it's been like the, like victory. I have like victory days where like I do my list, you know, mm-hmm. and I am creative and some days I'm going to name yesterday as one. I only left the couch to get food and go to the bathroom. And yeah. sometimes that happens too, yeah. you know? And that's great. I think it's one of the <laughs> best things you can do. Yeah. It's because you need it, you know, it's, it's, you can't, I think that if you spend, if you spend, you know, your all your waking hours trying to be successful, well, then what are you missing? What are you missing out on? You know, like what is success? What does success really mean? You know? And, and so if you can't visualize it, if, if you have it in your mind that being famous is success, and what happens when you're famous, but you're not making any money, you know, mm-hmm. if you have it in your mind that making a ton of money is success, then what happens when no one wants to be around you? Because that's all you think about, you know, yeah. so it's, it's success is actually a combination of, of many things, right? To me, success is a summer where I've actually gardened more than I did this past summer, which is funny because I was always home. Um, uh, but instead, I grew two cucumbers, three tomatoes, three good tomatoes, and 12 <laughs> horrible tomatoes, uh-huh. um, and about 50 jalapenos. Like, do you know what kind of horrible salsa that makes? It's, the wor- <laughs> it's hor- awful, awful, awful salsa. It's just really spicy. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's, to me, success is I'm, I'm happy or I'm content, you know, mm-hmm. happiness Happiness goes up and down like anger and sadness and, you know, loneliness. Um, but I'm content. I'm mostly happy. Um, I'm, I'm angry with the world. Sure. And so that motivates me to, to be a, um, to be, a, to, to protest. It motivates mm-hmm. me to, um, to help those who need help, to assist mm-hmm. those who need assistance. Um, and it makes me feel good to do those things. So that to me is another part of success is that I'm, I'm helping my community and you're not going to help an entire community in a thousand miles away from you. Yeah. It has to be local. It has yeah. to be local because then, then you're invested in that community. You're invested in the space around you, the houses around you, the apartments around you, um, the, the people around you. 
um, to me, success is, uh, is, is making a name in a number of different things that you do in a way that comes back to you on a regular basis, you know, walking, you can walk around your town and people stop you and go, Hey, I saw you at the thing last night. That was awesome. I really enjoyed what you did. I enjoyed the thing you did or, Hey, thank you so much for, you know, the service you provide in, in the, in the work that you do, you know, to get that kind of, to get that kind of, uh, uh, kudos from people in, within your community, not in an email, not on Instagram, but within your community, face-to-face, eye-to-eye saying, thank you for the things that you do. To me, that's success, you know, and I don't need to be wealthy. I don't want to be wealthy. I actually mm-hmm. have a, actually kind of re- want to, I reject wealth that yeah. is, it's that scary. is only money, you know, yeah. if it's only money, then, you know, I just need enough to pay the bills. I just need enough to, I need enough to pay the bills and to make sure that, my family's not going to be burdened with a whole bunch of costs if I die, you know? Sure. Um, that's all I need, you know? I don't need to own property um, because I'm not going to take it with me. So what does it matter, you know? Um, and so to me, success is having a, uh, the amount of friends you want, right? So I, I, I'm down with having 200 friends. I'm fine with it, you know? Um, but uh you know, if you're, if you're the kind of person who only needs three friends and you have three friends, you have succeeded. That is another level of success. So, there so you go. it's all categories, right? Success comes in, 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 in a huge range of categories. And it's, it's about, it's not about achieving one thing like mighty Mike McGee is a famous poet, funny poet, you know, um, it's, it's Mike McGee, Michael Matthew McGee has, you know, 75 friends he really likes and 125 that are okay. You know, uh, Mike McGee has, Mike McGee makes a great lasagna, you know, Mike <laughs> McGee he loves feeding people and having people perform in his house. You know, Mike <gasps> McGee, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's little tiny things that add up to success, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think those are the happiest people in life. The people who, who just like, they fulfill a whole bunch of different categories. Mm-hmm. And I think you're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> and it's, it's so easy to, uh, to think about what if I got famous or what if I had a million followers on Instagram or my TikTok goes viral or whatever, but you're absolutely yeah. right. And you know, it, that's one of those things I feel like, I feel like we, we, we know that a lot of people know that as humans, but we forget and it's, we have mm-hmm. to constantly be reminded yeah. that success I- looks different to everyone. And it is not just one thing. I've met a lot of famous people in my 44 plus years on this planet. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have been very kind to me, you know, in, in Mm -hmm. the moments, in the moments that I got to, uh, uh, hang out with them. And, uh, but I saw, I saw a lot of sadness in them and I saw a lot of like unfulfilled and unrequited success you know yeah that they had achieved one big thing and were still searching and and lost in some way you know not all of them some of them seemed happy you know sure um maybe i caught them at the right time you know maybe i caught the others at the wrong time but um i think that a lot of people and i've seen a lot of people who've gone from unknown to notable you know somewhat you know somewhat well known 
and and they they i think they realized that once they hit fame uh or that notability uh that it was it wasn't all it was cracked up to be that it yeah. wasn't what they expected you know and it's like well what do you expect what is all you can think of is what you've seen what you've seen from this side of fame from not being famous right and so when you dip into the other side of it it you you can't possibly be prepared for it yeah and i realized and now don't get me wrong i started touring as a poet back in uh 2003 i started mm-hmm. touring around the country then around europe then canada and and with the goal of like, I'm going to be successful and I'm, I'm going to be well-known as a poet and I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to maybe even be famous. Um, and then I realized like, oh, wait, I'm a poet. That's not really <laughs> possible. So, yeah, that's not a, um, that's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Famous poet. Come on. Those, <laughs> those aren't real. Cookie monster. <laughs> um, so, um, but I, I think I realized too that, that I, I, I feel like I dodged a bullet because mm-hmm. I think that, I think that not having a certain anonymity, not being able to walk into a place and have nobody in there know who I am. Like, I don't want that. I don't want everyone to know who I am. I want to be able to create my work and put it out there, you know? And I want to, I want the work to just be able to stand on its own. It's nice that it's connected to me. I'm happy that it's connected to me, but as a poet, uh, as a performer, Mm -hmm. um, I really... I performed in every major city in the U.S. and a whole bunch of little cities, 47 states, including Hawaii and Alaska. Uh, sorry, Alabama and Mississippi. Sorry, Montana. <laughs> oh. um, or am I? <laughs> yeah, I was um, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually hear good things about Montana, but, you know, that's about it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I for me, I, I think, you know, I, I toured all these places and, and, and it, it almost killed me. Like I developed a drinking habit. Like I became a, a, not a raging alcoholic, but certainly like an alcoholic on a very downward spiral. Yeah. Um, and I just, I wasn't treating myself well. And I thought all of this, so that people know what my name, all of this, so that I'm going to run myself into the ground so that people can repeat something I've thought or said yeah. so that people can, you know, people can hold their phones up and say, Oh my God, did I show you this funny poet here? Check out this video. It's so cool. You know, be like, Oh yeah. He, he died a few years ago uh, on a Greyhound bus. It sucks. But anyhow, this mighty Mike me, he was funny, you know, like yeah. that just doesn't, you know? And so when I came back to San Jose, I realized like, Oh, what if I was just, what if I was just Mike McGee in San Jose and, and, and the folks in San Jose got to like, they don't just know who I am. They know where I live. They know yeah. like I'm a community person. I live here. This is my home. And if I'm only known in San Jose, that's still a big ass city. And I'm fine yeah. with that. You know, San Jose is a huge city. <laughs> oh my God. It's you know, half the size of Chicago. Literally True. half the size. True. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But you're very, I feel like you're very well known there. You're the mayor of Poetry Town. <laughs> well, it was. Former mayor. Oh, former yeah. Mayor you were the Town. former mayor of Poetry the, Town. The current poet laureate of Santa Clara County is uh, is Janice Lobo Sapigal, and she's awesome. And she's re- working with youth here in the in the South Bay. As we call it, us locals call it the South Bay. The South the ba- Bay. The, San, the South San Francisco Bay. 
I'll never forget first visiting California and I kept calling San Francisco San Fran and my dad was like, you have to stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, no San Fran and no, no Frisco. Yeah. Okay. I've never said that, but no Frisco (laughs) doesn't sound like Um, my vibe. (laughs) You know what? I don't live there. So I say San Fran all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or SF. I say SF more than anything else. That sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. SF. Um, Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. People are very particular about their San Francisco. So I've heard. Very, very so particular. I have heard. Uh, Mike, thank you for talking to yeah. me all about success on my failure <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, I always say you can't have a, I could not possibly have a podcast called Flirting with Failure without talking about success. So right. I'm and, being and, sincere. <laughs> and to, and to, to, to bring it back around. Uh-huh. All of this comes from so much of my own failure. You know what I mean? Yeah. All this thinking, all the everything I've told you is born out of failure. I kid. If you said, "Give me one story about failure," it would take me a moment. I'd have to take a moment to say, "Well, okay, where do I start?" Which, like, yeah, you know, because I got a few, I got a few really good ones, but I'd have to think about it. I'd really have sure. to think, like like sift through it and say, which one has probably had the most impact, which failure of mine has had the most impact. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll say this, I'll say this. I think the one failure that has, that has been consistent for me is that because I lived on the road for 11 years, Mm -hmm. uh, it ruined every romantic relationship I ever attempted because I was net, I was never there. Okay. I had one relationship that was, I mean, quite actually, I think she and I spent physically together, maybe, maybe 72 hours together. Um, And the rest of it was about 300 hours of phone calls because I was on tour for 10 months, you know, gallivanting. It was like, I'm going to sacrifice a number of relationships with incredible women, incredible loving, beautiful women, smart, talented, all creative. I'm going to ruin those relationships. I'm going to sacrifice those relationships so that people know the name Mighty Mike McGee. That's bullshit. And I owe them huge apologies. I'm lucky that any of them are still my friends. And they are. Thank God. Thank, (laughs) thank, thank gods. God's God's laureate. God's laureate. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got him. So proud of you, Brown. I'm so I'm proud learning. Of you. I'm learning. Well, Mike, um, thank you so, yeah. so much. This has been such a great just chat, you know. And we happen to be <laughs> recording and I am gonna post it online, but <laughs> at its base, I've just had a very good time. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like, you know, going forward, I have an idea of, you know, more the mold of what this podcast could be. You know, it's still new. And um, this conversation was so great. And anyways, just just thank you so much. <laughs> uh, absolutely. My pleasure. And I, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Well, uh, I've been Addison Brown. This is Flirting with Failure. And I will see you
Thank you so much for listening to Flirting with Failure. I love working on this podcast with my whole heart. If you like listening and would like to support this project monetarily, please be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash flirtingwithfailurepod, where you can get special access to behind-the-scenes footage, merch, extra episodes, and much, much more. A huge thank you to all of my crushes, Clyde Moser, Jacqueline Orrell, and Tim and Kate Lehane. Our intro and outro music is Look Better in Gold by Friday Pilots Club. Make sure to stream them on Spotify. Another big thank you to Gabby Gottlieb for editing and Jason Ryder for production help. And most importantly, thank you to all my listeners. Stay flirty.